0: Hello listeners, welcome in, I'm trying to get at the music here, welcome into episode 221 of Keith and Scrabb Collective. I'm getting good at this piano, aren't I? So relaxing. Um, this episode I have a blather with a dislike, what's crack and Mimi me, me, me section. In this episode, I'm going to dedicate it to Chadwick Boseman, who we've forever and he was a huge inspiration to many, myself and my family included, and I think his bright star shall shine in the sky for many, many millennium to come, and I hope that what he's done will guide in other people's shining star too. get your cup of tea, or your dram, and hopefully not your IV drip, because there's lace of that now. Here, anyway. And I'll let you know what cracked, cracked been in case this past week or two, or three. I can't remember the last time I spoke to you. Oh, <laughs> I like that music. Alright, I'm going to move because I stupidly put the phone on top of what I'm going to read out. <laughs> right, listen to my papers rattling. I should have numbered these pages, that would have been a bit more organised, wouldn't it? Anyway, I know that you like my nonsense, so we shall go. Dislike the blather. No we don't like dislike the blather. The blather is called dislike. How easy is it to think of things that we dislike? Oh so easy. People or things or experiences. They seem to leave more of an impression than happy liked people, things or experiences even though that's not actually very healthy. We can dislike a person only we've just met because of something really not their fault at all. Maybe they look like someone or sound like someone that you actually dislike for a previous reason, which is a shame for them and a shame on you. (laughs) I'm quite guilty of that, I have to say. We can dislike behaviour such as inherent racism, homophobic or hypocrisy. Ravelry, I'm looking at you for this hypocrisy, we can even dislike objects such as. <laughs> Daisy hates the village hall at Strathy. She has no reason, because we've asked her quite a few times, other than she just dislikes it. And this makes the rest of the family laugh for <laughs> Strathy Hall. I dislike the ornamental toadstools in a garden south of Galsbay on the A9. And I look the other way when I go past it. And I don't know why, but I just dislike them. It's easy to dislike. It is a natural thing. We should dislike certain things that the world that could cause us harm, like poisonous toadstools, or a fire or a fall. It's also natural to be curious about them too. It mesmerizes some people to look at flames, or marvel at the pretty spotty mushroom. I myself dislike orange, yellow, and brown together, if it in any way looks like it's from the 70s. I don't know why. It's just because I can't even remember the 70s other than we moved house in 1978. I also dislike chores, but I like the finished outcome of the chore. Our brains are programmed to like order and once the laundry is in order, then the sense of accomplishment is nice and I get my rush of hormone to make me happy. I can't remember if it's dopamine or serotonin. There is different ones for different things, but... Yeah, can't remember. I dislike my memory. Just because I dislike it, though, it does not mean I don't do it. Or I want you to dislike it, because I know there's plenty of people that like orange and brown and yellow together, but I personally don't. We force ourselves to do things that we dislike constantly, such as the mundane stuff or big stuff, from a sense of how it has to be done to the let's jump out of a plane and skydive stuff. It can be good to push the boundaries of dislike because I imagine that the rush of adrenaline that you get from a nicely done and finished skydive must be awesome. It's okay to dislike things. We aren't all the same. It's good to flock together for a shared interest, but it's also not at all that healthy not to push out the flock and find new things. We don't all like silk or wool or acrylic we don't all like blue, red, orange, brown or yellow. What isn't healthy is when we dislike rules such as we insist that everyone else likes what we like. Oh, that that needed a comma, didn't it? What isn't healthy is when we dislike and it rules us and we insist that everyone else likes what we like. I mean... There are exceptions such as fascism, extreme viewpoints, but to insist that everyone must like a certain yarn or design or pattern is, let's go so far to say, selfish. You, by all means, can invite people to like the yarn or design or a pattern, but a line is crossed when you insist that they do like it or you aren't speaking to them. I'd be interested in hearing, because this will be quite easy for you, to know what it is you don't like for no apparent reason. Like fake toadstools at Gosby or poor Strathy Hall. <laughs> okay, what's a crack? Now remember Galt Cough or something like that. It was an acronym I made up for Get Angela's Lush Out the Corner and Finish for Christmas a few years ago. Last you'd heard, she had bought buttons at Edinburgh Yarnfest last year. And earlier this year, she sewed them on and it didn't fit. Well, she actually... No, she tried the on first and she hadn't sewn them on. And then... Oh, I can't remember. She did one or the other. But Angela's gorgeous shape has changed due to her immense training because Angela is awesome and does training and she achieves something fantastic in her training because she does um, weightlifting. Oh, there was a banging of a door. I don't know why that is, but just the banging of the door. I'm not expecting any signs this episode because dinner won't be for quite a while and I'm cooking it. (laughs) So let's get through this. So Angela's gorgeous shape changed due to her training. Well done, Angela. And get well soon because she's now got the cold and she's not got COVID. We know that for a fact. But back in the corner, the lush went. So then I said, well, what are you going to do with it? She says, I don't know, charity shop. And I says, well, what about somebody quite close to you who you'll know appreciates it? And then a wee light bulb went off in her head. Pa-ching! So she did. She gifted it to someone really special, and not me, who is utterly deserved of knowing that she's worth all the work put in by Angela. Oh, I don't know. I don't see the of the papers. This is really bad. Anyway, moving on. Here, <coughs> you never noticed that, did you? Uh, where were we? Who is utterly deserved of knowing that she's worth all the work put in by Angela, and more this person has and is going through a very hard time. So I imagine Angela and I hope that they get great comfort when wearing the cardigan and knowing that Angela put all this work into it and she can be nice and cozy in it. I think that gifting is powerful. Gifting without expectation and I think gifting someone thing something that you made or grew is powerful too. So once you're handing it over to someone that you know is going to appreciate it, then you can be feeling happy in the fact that you know that they are going to appreciate it and think of you. Hey, that actually brings me on to something that's happened this weekend. Um, a few, a wee while ago, we lost somebody from Keaton's Quilters who's very special and um, now her stash has been um, divvied up but her husband was going to put it to the bin. So it has been claimed by uh, some of the quilters and they are going to divvy it up to those who want it and also um, create a collection which can be used for whatever the husband wants either to a charity of his choice or just to keep because the stash has obviously been built up. And stashes can be quite expensive when you think about it if you know how much was spent on them. So I do suggest that each and every single one of us, because if you're listening to this, I expect that you're a crafter. And even if you aren't people in the car, there must be something that is special to you. Maybe your partner isn't so... I'm sure of how much it costs or is worth because sometimes things don't are worth more than they cost if that makes sense such as the quilt that was made um maybe wouldn't be getting the money back for the all the work that was put in but it's certainly worth a lot in time and effort yes the material costs money but it has got that person's handiwork in it and that's quite Um, Hard to put a value on it. So, especially if you knew them and you found their company very well. So, I myself took some of the cones of yarn from her stash... ...and um, she was quite a prolific knitter. And um, I've asked if I could get the Heirloom Shetland Knitting Book... ...that she borrowed me before. And they said, yes, you could have that. And also, I was offered a quilt... um, ...which... I will find very, very special to sit under and think of my friend who is no longer with us in person, but will remain with me in spirit and um, have memories of this quilt. So I then had a conversation with Richard, who I thought I'd say this start before, but I've sort of said what I'd like to happen to my stash. And I'd expect that he would do this. And I've told the person that, um, or some of the people who have dibs on it. <laughs> First obviously Daisy and then my friends and if I perceive my mum, my mum can have it. Um so that they, they know that he isn't allowed to put it to the bin. I don't think he would anyway. I think he is quite an environmentalist anyway. So it would get passed on to somebody or a charity shop. But I think it's quite an important conversation to have. None of us like to think of our mortality, cause, but in reality we are not all going to live forever because, as Queen sang, who wants to live forever, get your claymore out and swing it around your head if you're in Highlander. <laughs> um. So it's good to know that what you hold precious will go to somebody else who think it, it was precious. Um. And also, I have a bit of an urge, although it's, it's passing a little bit, to cast on a Winston sweater by Jean Richmond. Ski Knits has been making one, or has finished making one this week, and it looks fabulous. It's pink, and it just suits her absolutely beautifully. Suits her little smiley face. Hi, Mail, And it's her second in her life, and she's knit it, and it uses a bulky weight. So, it takes very little time for quite a big garment, this jumper. And she's used three yarns together, including a kid silk mohair, and obviously it's gorgeous. Mel has modified it a wee bitty for different neck and other bits, but the pattern written as is is certainly worth a look. I would uh, suggest you looked. <laughs> I would invite you to look, but I don't insist you look. Words are important. So I've been studying my stash to see what I could use for if, and what I have enough of. Of course, probably don't <laughs> well I could use what like what Mel did, um bad grammar. Like what? Uh Mel held two together plus a mohair of I think it was double knit or whatever it is that makes up too bulky. So I possibly could do that. And well, I was looking for my leftover Ripplescraft yarn that I used to make the scoury hat a few years ago because I wanted to make another one, but I can only find the gold and not the blue. And I was in all my bags and tubs and my stash. I love my stash. Do you love your stash? I was like, oh, hello. And I know I have a decent size stash and obviously today it is increased, but I love it. I love each and every single bit. And I love how I can come back to it and go, oh, yes, that was bought in <laughs> 19 Pipeline Maine <laughs> in 2014. And it's going to be an Acer cardigan by Amy Christophers <laughs> when I can face doing all the cabling because Paula had a green one and I've got a sweet pink one to make and um, it'll remind me of my lovely friend Paula and the lovely time I had there. Um, Oh, and my little last bit says it. my stash varies from net me now to I love you, but I don't know what you want me to be yet. So I'm just going to stay here for a little while and I'm quite happy. But I do like to go through my stash and revisit it. So I hope that you enjoy doing that too. Be it you've only got what you're needing for the next project. Or you're 100 years old and you've got 100 years old worth of yarn. It's very special. And also a scarf that I'd like, not insist, to point out to your attention is by Rastas Hsu. He is Rastas0226 on Instagram and his new scarf is called the Origami Scarf. And it's just amazing. It looks like it's folded, hence the name Origami. There is a lot of knitting in it, but being a scarf, the effect is so cool. And I really like his posts. He lives in Taiwan and he's married to somebody, I think, who's English. But because of the COVID restrictions and stuff, his husband had to go back and they have been apart for six months. And if you're in that situation, it must be really, really difficult. I know of another couple that are like that. And it just must be really, really difficult. So sending you huge, big hugs... And hopefully you'll be back together sooner rather than later. to no, know I don't have a time scale cousin. But keep wearing those masks, everybody. Washing your hands and let's poop this virus because six months is a long time to be apart from your loved one. So that's the what's crack I could find. I'll put on some division music. quite decided whether or not this podcast without the editing is better if I have it written down or if I make it up as I go along. Don't tell me listeners, I dislike being told. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, this it's just got short notes, this isn't written out for verbatim. So I have finished, finally, and I have worn quite a few times the Leisure Redo um, Short Sleeve Top by Espasy Tricot. And um, I used some linen and it's strippy and I really, really like it. And I went and bought myself some blue trousers from Tesco's because basically that was what was open that I could go into. We still have Eamon Co. Uh, or McCatty's, as they're always ever going to be known. Clothes shop's up here. But I went into Tesco's at the time and I just got some uh, three-quarter length blue trousers I wanted some purple ones, or something a bit more funky, but I didn't have any. Oh, the big bold boys are back. I'm going to pause this, because Bickle's going to whiff his head off. Listeners, I think I should have a section in this podcast from now on as... how Richard is going to interrupt me this episode. I suppose that's what happens when you don't edit. They've been out paddleboarding, and they weren't supposed to be out for a bit longer, but the tide is... Different to what he thought it was, so he has come back early. Um, beautiful day here in Caithness. There's blue sunshine, blue sunshine, blue blues. No, it's pink pink sunshine, isn't it? Remember that? Uh, blue skies. Ah, uh, little white fluffy clouds. There was a cold breeze earlier this morning, but it's really nice just now. Lots and lots of midges... So it's not that nice. Um, yeah, but. It's nice for paddle boarding, so it must be quite calm. Uh, right, so I was talking about the Leisure Redo top, and I really like this. It's quite a well-written pattern. Um, you can use up your old colours of yarn. I suppose you could knit it in a wool. I don't see why you couldn't. And then it means you've got lace in your stash, which means room for more um and the pattern has long sleeves but i did uh, short sleeves and i'm very very happy with the result i've worn it to work i've worn it sort of casual with jeans and yep yeah, it's a really really nice top the needle i was talking about last episode i couldn't remember the name of them and of course saw it as soon as i published the episode and it's the addy sock and wonder a short circulars that you would either use for sh- socks or, or no, I've not been drinking, um, or sleeves because they're very short circulars. So you need it for quite a tube, a little tube. <laughs> yeah, me being the tube. Um and also in this. <laughs> This jumper, I think it's a four millimetre needle that you use throughout. And my circular needle, the cable broke. It wasn't an interchangeable, it was just a fixed one. And it didn't break properly. It just must have twisted or um, bent at the join. And now it it started catching, which is how I realised uh started catching the stitches I was I was pushing them up and I thought <laughs> so that's that needle stuffed and it was actually used for a DIY thing that Richard needed something pointy for. I said, ah I have got just the thing. You may use <laughs> this needle that I can't use anymore. So that's that's probably needing replaced because weirdly I don't have that many four millimeter circulars. Because you'd think you would. I think I've got a reasonable amount of straights, so I'm not short, but when you need a circular, you need a circular. So I will have to add that to my shopping list. Um, I did buy some more black gold needles, clover ones, and these are quilting betweens number 12 size. You get six of them, and it's polished along the axis for effortless piercing. They're really sharp and strong. I't know what they're made of because it doesn't see on the back of my oh steel I <laughs> didn't read it probably the back of the uh, packet. So I recommend them if and you get longer ones as well. it's just that that's the ones that I had bought in the first place. Um, they're really, really strong. So, say if you're quilting through a few layers of fabric, or you want to finish something off and you want a sharp, strong needle, you could go no further than your Clover Black Gold needles. And if the next time I'm looking at buying more needles, I will investigate the different sizes of them. Um, I had to buy new nose rests for my classes because I sat on them. <laughs> so um I got some of them and then because I was on Amazon bought all the things and some needles for me. I have decided to carry on with my subscription to Love Sewing magazine for the next three issues because I am enjoying the sewing and whilst I've enjoyed looking at all the patterns and the fabrics. Um, I'm trying not to build up too much of a stash of it because of my knitting stash Um, So I'd like to have a little stash, but with purpose. So the fabric that I've got in my stash just now, it all has been put, assigned a pattern. I have some patterns and I will have some more patterns. Um. So, I was also thinking what I wear, what we to work, um, and what I would wear, and for what I would wear to work, I think I'm going to invest in some jersey material after I've used up the cotton material that I've got. So, um, a dress that I wear the most is my. It's a fat face dress, and it's got swallows on it, and pockets, and. Just the house is noisy today. Um, and I think it's a jersey fabric with a stretch. So I'm going to, once I've made up the other stuff, kind of go for that. Um, so, what else? Oh, right. I have cast off, I cast on and cast off, I have made a hat. And this is the Rivers Rainbow Hat and Mitten Set by Marsha Schmarda and this is in support of the LGBT, possibly Q, but I, I haven't written down Q so it could be, um. for, and she, this is who she wrote it for and it's, remember a couple of episodes back, Scooby-Doo time, Scooby, oh, this should also be dedicated to the creator of Scooby-Doo as well, because poor Scooby, he's, he's passed away, but. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but, um, I'm sad to hear it, but he did have a lovely long life. And he has brought pleasure to millions and millions and millions of us with scooby doo doo What was my point? I can't remember where my point was going with it. Anyway, oh yeah, we were going back in time. scooby doo doo <laughs> Oh dear, that's ten yeah, tenuous link. I'll have to do some singing so you've forgotten what i done. Um... <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. So, yeah, we're back in time. And I had finished the last lot of spinning, and it was super wash, and it was from Edgewood Garden Fibre, who you can still buy from. They put some beautiful stuff in there, and they're over in Washington State in USA. And this was gifted to me, I'm pretty sure, by the very, very lovely Trine. Trine, do you still listen? If you do, give me a wee prod somewhere on social media because I'd love to know that you're still oh, um, loving life and what you're crafting and stuff. And that I've used and spun up most of the fibre that you sent over by now. I have very much enjoyed it and thought of you. So I had said, oh, I wonder what it could be. And the lovely Marsha suggested that I made a hat. So then she said, oh, well, I was actually going to do a design. So if you send me the picture of your fibre and what it's made up of and how much it is, I could um, do this with this in mind. So I was really kind. Whilst it's not, this pattern has been made for Louise's handspun, it's actually a bit more important because it's for in support of a charity. As Mart- Marta suggests that you knit these very quickly and you can then give them to this charity or you can make one for you which mine is going to do first but this pattern it was free I'm not sure if Marta is keeping it free but it certainly was free and she's Marta Shmarta everywhere in her social medias and uh, it has a hat and a mitten pattern for bulky weight so you can think that, uh, yes, it is going to be quite quickly. And she does have it that this is written with handspun in mind. So thank you, Marta, for pointing me in this direction because I do think that it would be a good idea to have ideas for your your handspun that there's, there's not that much of, you know. Because there is only so many uh, Rebecca Danger monsters that we could do. They're lovely, though. I do love them. Um, they don't want all my handspun made into monsters that I can't wear. So, if you know of good suggestions, Marta did give me one, and I've i forgotten who it was. It was quite a famous designer. Um, no memory. I just like my memory. Um, had suggested that you could do these four. Um, so I cast on and you for this hat you do a cast on of 8 and then you do a it's almost like a feather and fan type of strip for however big your head is and then you and you provisionally cast on so then you can graft on or do a three needle bind off for where you get to the brim of the hat and then you cast around the brim of this hat at the top and then just knit, 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 knit. And then decrease, decrease, decrease. And then sew together. And pa One hat. And it took, I think if I was working on it just by itself, it would maybe take me two, three days. But well, as it was, I put it down and so it took me about a week. Which is absolutely fantastic. Because this means I've used up some... Most of the handspan that I had. And it's turned into something that will be used. I have a picture of my husband wearing it. He has a slight face on him. This is the face of... I says, oh, I'd like a picture of this. And he says, come on, we'll take it in this now, because there's a beautiful sunset. Oh, all right, then. I'm thinking, I think he's really been doing with being blocked. Because of the lace panel at the around the brim, I think it would do with being blocked. But because he was in the mood, I just went, oh, okay, then. And yeah, no, I didn't have to put the picture onto Instagram, but I thought I better put something on. You know that I'm not dead, and I have actually been crafting something. So I went outside, and he stood like a silhouette behind in front of the setting sun. I said, "Richard, I can't see it," and he, goes, "Oh, that'll be a great picture." Um, so I showed him, and then he moved, and then that was this face of. Oh, you wanted me to move because yeah, so. The first picture, um, he looked stupendous in it, if you can see him when you can't, because he's a shadow. <laughs> in the second picture, the hat looks stupendous, the sunset looks rather nice in the background, but his face's expression of the first picture was better, was not it? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, my husband's very handsome and he has blue eyes and it took out the blue of the hand spun. So it needs to get washed and possibly blocked and it'll do it even it'll just bring it out absolutely stupendously and you know I would make this hat again I would recommend this hat for anybody who wanted to make a hat quickly it could be a gift it should could also be for Marta's suggested charity or your own charity because Marta is that kind and the mittens I don't have enough yarn for the mittens as well as the rainbow hat, but how nice would it be for you to have a hat and mitten that matched or to give away to somebody that had a hat and mitten that matched or the joy that a homeless person would have from the warmth of the hat and the mittens and also feeling just that little bit extra loved from having a really hard time in life for having matching hats and mittens and gifting is very very powerful so don't forget that you might never ever ever find out who this hat is gifted to you might never even know maybe they lose it but that instant that they get given a hat and a mitten set you've made and how that might help them in just being warm for a little while And you'll never, ever know how that might make that person feel. That they are not alone in this world. So I would utterly recommend the Rivers Rainbow Hat and Mitten Set by Marta Schmurter. I also cast on the Severine Cardigan by the lovely Vanessa Smith. Her pattern, I actually got it printed off, uh, it's 14-ish pages and the pattern is awesome. This seems to be extremely well written so far. She has YouTube video assistance for at least two parts of it. And one of it is professional cast on and I can't remember the other bit, I didn't need it myself. But um, I think that it was, it's, it's really, really, really nicely written. It's certainly worth the money that I've paid for it. Um, this is a concentration pattern. This is a pattern for the afternoon when you get a little bit of time before uh, either the parents come home from school or you've got to start dinner or you see you've finished your tea and you're not started watching the telly or Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or a time where you've got concentration and maybe a little bit of peace and quiet because of the techniques and well there's cable in there as well. So you, you're you going to need three pages. Well I need the three pages. There's the cable pattern part, um, the instruction part and then the key because the cable does not have the key beside it because there's more than one page with cables on so she needs the key separate. I, I think I've written on which one's which but uh, just now, so I've got three pages, so it's it's sort of like the posher, the more involved, the concentration project. But I really, really want this yellow cardigan. And this is using a yellow tweedy cone that I bought from my very lovely friend, Scotch tweed. So I, and it's knitted in stages, which is, it's really interesting actually. It, it makes me feel like a proper knitter. <laughs> so you start on a provisional edge on the shoulder and you do one and you make it into a sort of triangle wedge and then you break your yarn and then you do your other one in the same but the opposite way around. And it's explaining what and how. It tells you where you have to have your um, pieces of knitting that you have, your cable, and then it asks you to join it together so it's along the back of the neck and then you go down but you're starting to do your cable because on the back there's a cable and then I've got to get to a point and then I stop, break my yarn and then I'm going to start working down the front yeah, no, proper concentration, proper big girl, proper knitting proper, did I say it was proper? so I feel like I'm a proper, 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 proper and also, if you're thinking that that sounds a bit complicated, I wouldn't not do it because it's very well written. She's got instructional videos. If you've done cable before, go for it. Or if you want to try cable, it's, it's not actually very difficult. And uh, there's plenty of assistance in YouTube these days. Or you could get the Jane, um, the Jane book. Um, <laughs> who talks about cables? I reviewed it many moons ago. So I, I, it's, it's lovely and it's such a beautiful garment. I can't wait to get past the shoulder stage because <laughs> we're in August, end of August, coming into September. And um, I was talking about the dress that I made last episode. I wore it to work. I didn't wear it to the first day of work because it was not hot enough. I wore it last Tuesday and it is quite short but the underwear I was wearing was a bit grippy so every time I stood up I had to push, pull the dress down but the grippy underwear (laughs) some of you are laughing now who aren't there Um, held on to the fabric and I was a little bit (laughs) uncomfortable so it was suggested by the older generation that I wore a slip I do have slips, so I know to do that, but I will only wear that when it is hot. I'm not too sure if it is an autumn or winter kind of dress, because the fabric is quite summery. Um, and then I was like, is that Kath Kitson? Where did you get that from? I said, like, oh, uh, I bought the fabric from Ikea. Did you make the dress? I did. It took me all summer, and my mum helped me. But yes, I'm quite chuffed. And I tried to not point out the fact that yeah, it's quite short and yeah I need to wear but I was told yes you need to wear a slip of that, please. Yes, I know. But um the fabric was the fabric was the right colour for the underwear, because you obviously could take that into consideration, but it was the wrong fabric type, because it was kind of holding onto the fabric <laughs> as I stood up and <laughs> then had to pull the the dress skirt down and hold on to the the underwear so it wasn't moving <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes listeners we've all been there yes so I shall be putting that in my wardrobe and I'm hoping then that I can um get this cardigan that won't match that dress anyway. Well it might I don't know. But then, I mean, I've got some beautiful cone. I think it's got a cashmere, possibly. Uh, I'm not sure what else it is in it, but it's a really soft cone and it's almost one or two ply uh, from my friend Stash today, which I know that would match it. So maybe that could be my thing for next spring. Because you got to think ahead for making stuff, don't you? I never do this, listeners. I always finish it just at the end of the season, maybe where it wants, but then it's ready for the next season. <coughs> Excuse me. That was not me going, trying to uh, invalidate that. was actually, I don't know where that came from. <coughs> I think I just swallowed a fly. I actually did. I went for a run a couple of weeks ago and I was running along and this fly went down my throat as I was breathing in. And then I promptly pooped it back up again. It wasn't a fun run. Um, Right, so that is the Severine Cardigan by Vanessa Smith. So I'm hoping that I'll get a lot of concentration time and get to rattle through it and be able to wear it quite soon. Um, Also, I have been stitching a lot of masks because of the children being back at school, and I have to wear a mask When I'm in the office, some days because there's somebody else in the office. And whilst they're not two metres close, we just find it's a good thing to do it. And then if other parts of the day, we have to have them anyway. So um, we're all making masks. And then I saw Naomi and Sarah and Debbie um, on Friday, and we'd love, we haven't seen them since possibly January, all, all of us together. And it was so nice just to sit and chat in person. And whilst we have spoken to each other on FaceTime a couple of times over lockdown, just to sit in a room decently spaced apart and in this area, time of lockdown, uh, we had such a lovely catch-up. But just human contact, uh, it was just lovely. So Naomi had her mask and she said that she had found it from Stitch Odyssey, who has a video on Instagram dated the 21st of July and it's a sort of three-day mask and it looks really easy to make. Um, I made a rake of masks as well um, because the primary schools now have to have them, well, all school children have to wear them on the bus. mines have been on a public bus, so they've had to wear them and they've got sort of almost one a day just now. And there's two of them, so I had to make loads of them. And I had been making the fitted one. I think it's Tilly Nets. No, tel- I can't remember. I do have the pattern, but it's... Well, in fact, come over be- with me, listeners. We'll come to the other side of the room. And I'll see if I can find the name of the pattern. Um, because it's attached to the list that I've got. Ah, Tina, Tiana's Closet. And it's got babies-sized, children-sized, women and teens-sized, and men-sized. And I found that I liked the men-sized best for the amount of air that you can breathe through it if you're sitting all day. The women's, I've made it a bit too tight, so I need to loosen my elastic. Um And last Tuesday, I was starting to get a bit lightheaded come the afternoon, but Um, just it wouldn't stop me wearing one and my asthma is not that bad so I'm quite a mask aficionado and you can make them as cool as you want with the different fabrics I read somewhere it's like a middle class thing so I'll have to be middle class for you um, for all the different fabric I have but mines is for my stash. And even if it wasn't, I would rather that we all wore masks and got rid of this virus as quick as possible. Don't you? And I'd be surprised if you didn't. Um, And <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking you, because listeners, I'd imagine that most of you are, because you're still listening to me and I've been going on a bit for a while. Um. So I know that the, um, the rest of the children, the primary school children, they all have to wear them come Monday. And I knew that not all of them had them had, had, them home. And there's a few little worried faces. So on Thursday night, I rattled up some. And I used some fabric that lovely mail had sent me. And it's got best friends, Hugo Girl, What Bar, Cool Dude. And there's all sorts of things on it. Uh, hearts, bugs, flowers. Possibly, maybe the, maybe the girls like this a bit more. And then I had some spotty fabric which I thought was red but I was told is pink and I suppose when you put it beside red it is pink but then I had some doggy material which I bought in America in Walmart (laughs) and some cat material which I bought in a craft fair a long long time ago so I really really like the fact that I'm using up this fabric as well and I gave them out on Friday and whether or not they actually need to use them or not is beside the point. They now know that they don't get worried because they have a mask to wear tomorrow. And um, I've got other ones as well sitting, waiting. But then I ran out of elastic. So I put on Instagram, I've made all these. I've now run out of elastic. And the lovely Sue, who I was at Knitting Pipeline retreat back in 2014 suggested using t um, t-shirt uh, fabric. So it's strips from the cotton and it's elasticated oh, from t-shirts. And she sent me a wee picture of what she did. I said, is it not free? And she said, well, um, not really because you cut it. I think it's on the bias and then you put it behind the head and you use one of them toggles with the springs and that you can move up and down. So you get, from both sides of your ears, you take to the back of the head, you put through the toggle, and you can push it up and down because some people don't like things around their ears or don't like, because I wore one daisy's the other day and I looked a bit like Shrek because <laughs> it's too small. But I didn't have any other masks and I needed to do my food shop. So I have to make sure that I pick up the right mask if I've got to wear it all day at work. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be really uncomfortable. And I look like Shrek. I mean, I like Shrek, but I don't want my ears to be like that all day. So, uh, the other, oh, well, that, I'm going to try making some of them Stitch Odyssey uh, masks. And she didn't invent it, she did say where it came from, but the the video, I think, was in Portuguese. So, she'd, she made a, a really nice one. Naomi said that it doesn't steam her glasses up. So, that's quite a good thing, too. Um, I haven't been wearing my glasses all that much because they had been broken. But if I've had to wear my mask and my glasses, of course it steams up. And I'm really fortunate in the fact that I don't need to see, wear them to see. I'll just, sometimes if I don't, I get a sore head Um, or it helps if I've got to read up close stuff. So I'm going to try these Stitch Odyssey ones for if I'm sitting at the computer for quite a while. But I'm going to need to think about the elastic thing or find an old t-shirt. So thank you, Sue, for pointing that out. That's quite a helpful tip. And um, I've also been... I had, Because I was using lots of fabric, I had been in my drawer and I had been sent a whole pile of fabric from the very, very lovely Erica Eggles. Hello, Lisa. I've not seen you for a while. I hope everything is well with you. And it occurred to me that I hadn't washed it and you're supposed to wash your fabric first before you use it. So half the tub and a whole pile of, now I'm going to come onto this fabric, I wanted to wash anyway. So I had washed it and then spent a lovely, lovely couple of times ironing it. So I really have the bug to sew right now. I was looking at all this different stash and um, all the different coloured ways and it's, it's, it's quite inspirational, actually. So I looked through my dressmaking stash because the other fabric, it's mostly for making quilts, I think, or not so much garments. And there certainly isn't a, a big enough part to make a garment out of. But um, I suppose you could if you sewed it all together. But it, it, to me, it's going to be a quilt or two or quilting, quilted. And... Um, the possibilities are endless in that respect. But when I was washing it, I took the opportunity to wash uh, some Amy Butler fabric fabric, and I bought this back in 2014. I think this is my time I'm now reverting Scooby-Doo back to. And I bought this in a beautiful fabric shop in Port Portsmouth. Near Maine, I don't think it was in Maine. I think it was New Hampshire. I have the bag from the shop because I used to use it as a handbag because I bought so much fabric. They gave us both a bag, (laughs) and it was their um hot um birthday. They had the shop open for so long, then they had these beautiful bags, tote bags. So I bought. What I said was three metres, but it was the end of the roll, so I got the end of it. So it's about four metres, almost, of Amy Butler fabric, and it is in a light teal colour, an aqua. It's got quite a heavy pattern in it, and it was suggested it was from the 70s, to which point I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to wear this now. <laughs> I love this fabric colour. But um, I've gotten over that because it's cool, and I... Before then, bought the Liverpool tunic pattern by Amy Butler as well, and I've wanted to make this. I've just mentioned it quite a few times, so I thought no, because I've made that dress, I know a bit more. It's quite fresh in my head. I'll take it out. I'll read the pattern. I'll see maybe about cutting out, and then I stopped. I thought I don't think I know enough. Right, so today I. So I washed the fabrics along with the other stuff and I've still got the rest of the drawer to to wash. <sighs> so much lovely fabric, so little time. And I washed it, ironed it and had it sitting beside uh, the pattern. And today I took the pattern down to, well, actually yesterday I took the pattern down to my mum and I asked her to read it and see if I would be able to do it myself. To which point my mum's little face went, but I want to help because I like making dressmaking stuff and um this looks fun. <laughs> oh I need I need thread. I just realized I'll need to get thread. Oh. oh 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 such a bind. So um today we went through it and I well she measured me again. Oh dear listeners <laughs> and uh we figured out which size it was, and then we went into the paper pattern and we took out the like XXL or large or whatever it was, um sizes that well not it's just there I just don't need them, and then I put the bits that I do need. I haven't trimmed them to the point of that like, I cross at one point for my belly is way too big. So I cross from one size to the next size and then back into the other size for my hips. And I know how to do that, but I still would like my mum just to double check that I'm doing it right. Um and so we have cut the the object out and I've got it in a poly pocket. I'm trying to be really organised. Pully pocket because I like seeing bully pocket. And on Wednesday afternoon mummy is coming and we're gonna uh, hopefully cut out the fabric doubt will actually manage to start sewing but um because you know the bit I don't like I don't like putting the thread in where you have to do the darts I know there's other ways of getting around that <laughs> one of them is when your mother doesn't mind doing it so you just kind of leave her to it that is a bad way of doing it listeners but that's one way of doing it. And also we paid our strengths because there's bits that she doesn't like doing. She doesn't like zips and I don't really mind them as such. So this pattern has buttons in it and it's a tunic dress uh, and you can make it in a plain fabric and I quite suit a coat style or a tunic, a buttoned up the front type dress. I've got a few, and I've had a few over the years and it uh, suits it's, it's, it's my shape. So... I It does say that you have to have a button a certain size and a button coverer tool. And I do remember buying one. I think it was from Mander's Fabric Shop in Glasgow. I have not yet placed my eyes on it. I'm assuming it is in the pink tub with all the other dressmaking stuff. But I think it's probably best that I look it out. Don't you? Yes, you're shaking your head there. How are you on the bus? I haven't spoken to you today. You in the car, hello. You in the train, hello. Um... Don't wave your hands in the air and swing them like you just don't care. Any of you, just maybe nod your head ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. In a serious kind of way. Mm. So, listeners, I'm not going to tell you what I have been watching or I'm carrying on listening to Hillary Mantel, the third book of the Bring Up the Bodies, Wolf Hall, The Mirror and The Light, which is that one. So I've got 18 hours to go. Um, quite a sexist time back then, wasn't it? Uh, it's it's the descriptions in it are beautiful, and it does remind me of the James Joyce Ulysses. So I'm thinking that that's kind of where she took her descriptionly traits from. Uh, but I like her re- writing much more than him. That, and mind you, I've only, no, I'd say I've listened about the same because I've listened to the Dubliners. Anyway, I prefer her. It's not that I dislike him. It's just I it prefer her. So I'm getting there slowly with it. I've listened to some podcasts. I've tried to catch up with some. I'm woefully behind with others because I've been listening to the other thing, and also because Richard's home when we walk the, when the dog gets walked, we walk him, and I don't listen to when like the podcasts they uh, he's due to go off next month so I'll have to do it then and hopefully get caught up a bit more so if there's any shout outs to me hello I'm sorry I haven't listened to you yet Um, but I miss you and take care so listeners uh, 55 minutes of me splaffing on I think is more than enough take care keep washing those hands I'll get my clicky pen I'm gonna go and get the door, so keep on crafting. And here's some more of me playing the piano. <laughs> well, it's not really.